Welcome to Inspire Radio. Keep it locked in right here. You're tuned in and taking the gospel to the streets with Pittsburgh's very own DJ Uncle E.
our shield, our protector, our strong tower. There is none like him. Glory and honor, they belong to him. He's the lover of my soul. He is God and God alone. So we enthrone him in our lives today. We offer ourselves to him today. Listen, my King and my God, in the morning, Lord, for I pray to no one else but you, each day I long to hear from you. And I lift my prayer to you, waiting, anticipating a word from you. Each day, I lift my prayer to you, Lord, waiting. To you, I give the praise the glory and the honor you showed me my strength for you oh God you're my refuge you show me you show me I'm paying
this intro. Ha. God, you're so amazing. This song speaks to how grateful and how thankful I am for the simple things you do. I'm gonna lay low on this track. Swap, Stephen J. Collins, let's go.
You know Philippians 4.13 says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. This is what this song talks about. And so everybody know you've been through something that only God brought you out of. So this is our testimony. Come on, say it. I press. I press towards the goal. For the prize. For the prize of the high call of God. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting those things that I Sing that again. I press, I press toward, toward the goal. The goal. Yeah, for the, prize. for the prize of the of God. And Brother Frederick, I'm forgetting I'm some things. And I'm reaching one more time. Come on, you know it now. Say that I press. I press Come on. You gotta forget something. And I'm reaching for things. Here's what we wanna take. Say that I can. I can do all things Christ. Come on, that's all you say. I can do all things Christ. Come on, declare that tonight. I can do all things through Christ. That's strength. One more time, I can do all things. Now sing it out. I can do One more time. Yeah. 
Loves you. I know 
purpose now Shout it out, praise is ringing Lift it up till the walls come down I just want you guys to know real quick, uh, you just experienced a miracle, right? You just experienced a miracle, and I want to spend some time talking about it because I'm hoping that at least two or three nuggets you're going to take away with you. Now, here's the trick. The trick is if you can learn something new every day, you would have learned how many things in the course of a year. Well, I'm not trying to be deep. If you learn something new every day, at the end of the year, how many things would you have learned? 365, right? If you're not that deep, you're like, I don't want to be that deep. I just want to learn uh, one thing a month. You will learn how many new things in a year, right? But if you was like, you know what? I, I'm not going to be that deep, but the whole year thing, but I'm going to do it on a weekly basis, learn one new thing a week and apply it. How many new things would you have learned and applied? I just want to make it real practical for you. And I guarantee you, if you learn 52 new things, you are going to be way above that, the, the average in like whatever your age group is, whatever your economic group is, whatever your professional group is. So when you have somebody that are, that's addressing you like uh, Michael did for us, Wilder, tonight, I need you to make sure that you take a couple things away. Now, this, this is why I'm saying this. I need somebody to help me out. There's nothing wrong with average, all right? You know, people try to make people feel bad because they're average. But average just means what? What, is, what does average mean? What does average mean? Yes, sir. Good. They ha there are people that are better than them, a lot to learn. What's just average, though? What does just the word average mean? Yeah, it means most people. That's what average is. You just like most people, right? So in order to be better, okay, and so here's the challenge. If you are an average person, you will probably make average money. Right, you average. You're not a bad person. You ain't do nothing wrong. You're just average. So you'll probably make the average money. You'll probably be in an average relationship. Right? When you look at, I'm, like, everybody was shocked. Like, Beyonce got with Jay-Z. I wasn't shocked. It make a lot of sense. They, they're both what? they both above average. Right? They both also do what? They're, they're in the same industry. Right? They both millionaires, right? They both come from similar backgrounds. Like, it wasn't like Beyonce is from some white-collar family and Jay-Z was from, you know, some blue-collar family. They're both from the same background. So they had a lot in common. So I know a lot of dudes like, oh, I can't believe Jay-Z got with her. I should have got with her. I'm like, you broke. <laughs> you wouldn't even be in the same space that she's in. Like, you'd never even meet her. It wouldn't be possible. Jay-Z is with her not because he wanted to marry her, but they were together because they had something in common. They probably were at the Grammys together. 
We're talking about way before they did, you know, a video and an album together, right? There was just some, th there was some reasons why the two of them would be together. Now, they probably won't be on BET today. Hey, you know, they're a little above BET. There was a time when Jay-Z was rocking with BET, Beyonce was rocking with BET. So they, so they were together, right? So listen to me very closely. There's nothing wrong with being average. But if you average, you're probably going to be in an average relationship. And that's what you have to understand. You can't trick the world. You reap what you sow. You attract what you are. You can't trick the world. Now, you better, better get over on your parents a little bit, get on your friends a little bit. Your grandma might really not really know who, you know, your granddaddy might not really know. But in the real world, you can, you're only going to get, like, it's like if you invite me to speak. You might get over once. Like, you might, somebody might invite you to come speak one time, right? But word going to get out if you're good or you're not good, right? So you're not going to do 50 gigs if you average. It's not going to happen. So tonight was a miracle, right? And I need you to do me a favor. Tonight was a miracle, right? It was a miracle, right? The, the, the presentation, the individual, just everything. He told, he told you he was from where? He told you he was from Detroit, right? He told you he was from Detroit, graduated in Detroit, Michigan State, right? Told you, you know, his career, what he's doing professionally, who he's doing it with. Just a, it's a miracle. I just want to make that clear. It's a miracle, right? Because it's not what? It's not average. Come on, talk to me. It's a miracle because it's not what? I'm from Detroit. <laughs> I don't know a lot of lawyers that grew up. I don't know a lot of African-American males who are lawyers. I don't know a lot of African-American males who are lawyers who come back to schools like this to talk. So you're not going to, he's not about to make no whole bunch of money, you know, here. He's not about to get a retainer coming talking to you, right? So it's a miracle because, let me tell you why it's a miracle. If you are in any class, I don't care what class it's in, whatever class you're in, and that's not the class you want to be in, and I don't mean ethnic, we're talking about economically. So if you grew up in poverty or you grew up middle class or whatever, you grew up rich and you're trying to go from millionaire to billionaire, Inspire. there's only two ways Radio. you can make that happen, right? There's somebody in the room, because you might know, I don't know, there's only two ways you can make that happen, right? If you grew up, so for instance, for those of you who watched my, not the latest TGIM, but the one before that, my mother was on TGIM, right? And my mother made a statement that when my son started doing entrepreneurship, I was scared. Why? Not because I don't like my son, but because I worked at Ford Motor Company. And I don't believe you could work, like, I don't believe you can get paid without clocking in and clocking out, right? So my mother, as much as I love my mother, my mother couldn't help me become an entrepreneur. There are a lot of things mom could do for me. But blowing up financially was not one of the things she could do. Helping me run a business was not one of the things she could do because that knowledge, that information was not in her storehouse. She did not have access to that type of information. So two things I just told you. The first thing you need to get out of your current circumstance and get to your dream is you need what? Good. You need what? Good. Again, you need what? Good, we're going to get everybody in a minute. You need what? Knowledge. Good. And not just knowledge, you need the right knowledge. So here stood a man who has his law degree. Now, how many in this room, you, have, you either are pursuing a law degree, you're interested in a law degree, or in order for you professionally to do what you need to do, you need a law degree, raise your hand. Raise your hand for high. Don't give me the little half boy. You, you want him to see your hand. Trust me. Raise your hand high. You want him to identify with you. I'm not asking you to raise it because I want to see it. 
you just got you you just got the blueprint right you just got the blueprint like you have somebody standing here who's not talking about being a lawyer you have somebody here who's actually gone through the entire process and who did it successfully. Now, this is why I say effective information, because a lot of people are going to give you information, but a lot of people are talking to hear themselves talk. A lot of people are talking about what they think, right? But they don't know, right? So you have a person here, it's a miracle. So you had a person here, and uh, Mike, forgive me for asking this question. I should have asked you first before I ask you, but if you can help me out. How many people in your family prior to you have, uh, have law degrees? Yeah, okay, I figured, but I didn't want to make the assumption, right? I didn't want to make the assumption, right? You, are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a miracle. Now, I know I got a couple homeboys of the lawyers, right? The, my, the older one and his sibling brother also has a law degree. And I remember going to my man and being like, yo, bro, y'all smart. Y'all passed the bar exam on the first one. Y'all got, got through school. Like, how in the world? And I'm going to be honest with you guys. If I would have done what I was supposed to do, you know I dropped out. But if I was, would have done what I was supposed to do academically, professionally, that was my thing. Like, I wanted to get a law degree. But because I didn't do what I was supposed to do, I had to go a whole nother route. Right? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when I see guys who have done it, I'm like, shoot, if I would have handled my business, that's what I wanted to do too. And here's somebody that actually made that happen. So you have a person in front of you who is not like my boy who said, well, I'm not really that smart. My brother's not that smart. I'm like, yo, how? Y'all both have law degrees, and you both passed the bar exam first time. You both would affirm, like, I don't get it. He said, oh, no, no, my father's a lawyer, and my uncle's a lawyer. And our whole life, when we get out of school, we go to our father's practice. At the dinner table, all they talked about was law. So when we took the exams, it was second nature to us. That's different when you're first generation, and you got to figure it all out on your own. So, so not only are you looking at somebody that did it, you're looking at somebody that was the first generation to do it. That's next level. That's next level, right? And this is what you probably don't know, but as a presenter, as I watched him present, I was like, yep, he got a law degree. <laughs> yep, he got a law degree. Like, I could tell based on his presentation, the way he set it up. Like, he had a lot of evidence every time he would tell you something. He had evidence. Like, he just wasn't saying it. That's a lawyer. He had pictures for you, right? He had, from this magazine, he had sources. He gave you literal, that's law. Like, you don't even know what's going on. Why he's doing what he's doing, he's telling on himself. Like, even if he didn't tell me he was a lawyer, I would have just watched his outfit. Like, you, that's the law out. That's, that's not a JCPenney suit. For those of you who know suits, that's not JCPenney's, right? That's not Sears. That's not even men's warehouse right there. That's not a mint, because you can tell by the way it's going on the side. You look at the side right here. How does it fall on his side? And then if it's got a gap right here, that's Sears. But if it's no gap and it's coming right there, that's, that, that's not Sears right there. Are you hearing me? If the, if the shirt ain't buckling up, like, because when you tie the tie, if it's a cheap shirt, the tie, take the shirt and it do something to the shirt. But if it's a real shirt, it, you can tie it tight and the shirt is still like, I'm, I'm good. If it's a cheap shirt, it moves with the tie, right? I'm just saying there's little stuff that I picked up on, right? That's, that, that, those are things that only happen when you have training. That's why kids play AAU ball, right? That's why they play, that's why they're asked to play AAU. That's why you just can't be like, yo, I'm good in basketball. They put you through a system because once they put you through that system, when you come to college, they can tell what kind of training you've had. They can tell if you're just a street baller or if you went through a program. They can tell by the way you play defense, by the way you play offense, the decisions you make. They can tell. Listen to me. I said, man, somebody said something, man, that was so deep 
I won't, I won't say the name, right? But one of my boys is in the NBA. And watch this. This is why training is so deep. I asked my man, I said, look, help me out. Why did you decide to wait four years to go to the league? Like, you, you were good. You could have went to the league your second year or you could have went your junior year. Why did you wait till your fourth year? We're talking about training. This is what happened when you listen to the right people and you get the right information. He said most kids who leave they, after their freshman year, their concern is the first check. I stayed for four years because I was concerned with the second check. And that second check was huge. He said, they, they, they focus on the first check. That first check ain't going to last you a lifetime. He said, but that second check, <laughs> that second check going to last you a lifetime. Some people getting counseled by the wrong people. They getting the first, they getting the first check counseled. That's what they get, man. You got to get out now. Because if you don't get out now, you may not. And other people say, we're trying to be rich forever. See, I'm not trying to be, I'm not interested in being rich in one generation. I'm trying, I want this to be generational. I want this to go from this generation to the next, to the next generation to the next generation. I'm not on being rich right now. I'm on, so what, what I'm trying to get you to understand is that when you get certain people in the building who are credible, like for real, you got to start writing some stuff down and you got to take it serious and not just listen to what they're saying. You have to see how they're doing it. And then you got to start asking some questions. So I'm going to be real the next time or next year when we do this and you bring like a lawyer in, it should be about a million questions. For real, you should like, E.T., I don't know what to ask. So go home, make up something. When you come back next year, just have you 20 questions. So when the right person comes, you can just ask those questions. Because you may not get this type of information again. And knowledge, listen to me, information changes situations. Now how many of you guys saw, um, you, you saw I made a move? I made a different move for E. For those of you who follow me, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever, you saw a different movement from me this week. You saw a different, well, last week, you saw a different movement. What was that movement? Somebody in the room, help me out. What was that movement I made? Yeah. What else? Anybody else? Snapchat? You, you follow me, Instagram? You saw a different move last week. Anybody? Oh, absolutely. Instantly, my money went to a whole nother level. I would have never done that a few years ago. Before I met Bob Proctor, I would never do that. Let me tell you why, I'm from Detroit. And two years ago, before, okay, so I met with Grant. So Grant was like, yo, E, I heard you got a university. I'm like, absolutely. He said, E, what platform do you use? I was like, I don't know. Let me call Carl. I don't know, Carl, what platform we use? Carl told me what platform we use. I was like, we use this. He was like, you don't use this one? I was like, Carl, we don't, we don't use that one? Carl was like, no, we don't use that one. Remember two years ago, we tried to use that one, and you said no. I was like, oh, I said no. Got the wrong information. I'm from Detroit, blue collar. So I called some people after I met with the same people that's doing what they're doing for him. And they told me, ET, yeah, we could do it for you, but first of all, we're gonna charge you 20%. So whatever you make, we're gonna charge you 20%. Where I'm from, I'm like, 20%? The church only asked for 10. That's a lot of money. I'm just gonna be real. You want 20%? How you want more than God? That's a lot to ask for. You, you deeper than God? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that's a lot. Whoa. Then he said, we're gonna need $55,000 to build a platform. 
I was like, $55? Am I getting a Cadillac when I give you 55 I'm like, I'm good on that. When Grant told me the 20% he gave him, which was in a couple mil, I said, you gave him that for 20%? Then I did the math on what each. I called my man like, yo, I'm ready to meet with you again. I'm sorry. I think I made a mistake. I'm doing my platform getting 100%, but 100% of what? So I was getting the wrong information because the people I was talking to was like, $55? And the people I talked to the other day was like, $55 for what the return on your investment? I called and said, how you want it? You want me to go get you a Louis bag and put it in or you want a coach bag? You want cash, check, or my credit card? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I got the wrong what? Come on, I got the wrong what? I'm sitting down with Grant, you know Grant. <laughs> I'm sitting down with Grant, matter of fact, I went to Grant's house in Miami. For those of you Periscope, he said we could Periscope the whole house, but Grandma like, you know, Grandma told me I can't do that, right? I'm, I'm in Miami in a condo on the water. I walk through his house, his whole house is glass. I'm looking at the kids' room, they looking at the ocean, and they looking at the coast of Miami with no curtains. I'm like, I asked the little girl, she's seven. I'm like, how you go to sleep at night? I don't want to talk to your father right now. I want to talk to you. I'm seven. Good. I got to ask you a quick question. How are you sleeping at night with all, looking at all of this? She was like, it's kind of difficult, but I get bored after a while. <laughs> and then I fall asleep. I'm like, yo, if people, like if more, more seven-year-olds saw the ocean every day when they woke up, like you can't help but be successful when you're seven years old and you're looking at the ocean every day. You, I'm like, this is unbelievable. I'm like, I'm going to start listening to Grant. I can't listen to other people who don't, because they've never done this before. So they're talking out of fear. They talk, they don't, they're not risk takers. So listen to me very closely. When you have a man of this statue in the building, I'm gonna need a whole bunch of questions. I don't care if you, like, be honest. How many of you have, how many of you don't ask questions because sometimes you get a little nervous or you feel like you might be embarrassed if you say something out loud and it sounds crazy? Just be honest. You feel, okay, do me a huge favor, don't do that no more. Uh, act, like, do stupid. Like, I'm just at, be stupid, be dumb. Why? Because when you raise your hand and you ask that question, after that, you won't be what? You won't be dumb. I asked Grant one question. Only one question, we were together the day. I only asked one question. Do you think I should call my man and I should make the move? He said, give me one second, let me FaceTime him. And that one question I asked is going to change the trajectory of my family for the rest of our lives. That one meeting and that, are you listening to what I'm telling you? I flew myself to go to Miami. I paid to go to Miami. I would have never done that back in the day because I'm from Detroit. You don't pay to go meet nobody. It don't make sense. It's blue collar. You, you know, money hard to come by. You don't spend that kind of money. Then I had to fly first class. Then I flew my entire family. Then I put my family up in the Ritz Hotel. I paid money to go see my man and stayed there for the week. But that one decision I made will change my life forever. Grant was like, yo, E, man, you want to do an event together? I'm like, you want to do an event together? He's like, E, you going to be in D.C.? Yeah. He said, I'm going to try to fly out there. I'm like, hey, what? I have a lot of friends that can just get on a jet and get to me in two hours. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'll see you in D.C. if you can make it. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? When you are sitting in the presence of greatness, you got to eat that up. Especially when you're not great yet, when you're pursuing greatness. When you're in the pursuit of greatness and you see greatness, you got to jump on greatness. So everything he's saying, you got to write it down. 
even if you don't know if it's the truth or not, or even if you're not really like, you know, like, and you have to be careful, because some of you, you can only take in information when it's processed the right way, the way you feel like it should be processed. But you gotta do me a favor. When it's great information, you gotta find a way to get it, you gotta find a way to write it, and you gotta find a way to make a change. So let's do some application. I need at least three people to tell me, this is what, this is the nugget I took away, and this is how I'm going to specifically apply this nugget. Let me get a freshman. I want a freshman. Where are my freshmen? Let me see my freshmen. Any freshmen in the building, raise your hand. Good, I need one freshman to tell me how you, what, what you heard and how you're going to specifically apply this information. Yes, sir, I got you. Yes, sir. Good. Good, so all my relationships I get into, I'm gonna be careful, I'm gonna be calculated. Good, because he said what? Good, waste a lot of time and what else? I like it, he's a male, so he didn't say the, he didn't say the part he said, I like that. That's a male perspective, I like how he said that. So I'm gonna need a female to tell me what he said, said though, when you get in that relationship and it don't work out, what happens? What did he say? I'm not, and nothing about abilities, he said, his, he said what? Absolutely, somebody said it, he said what? Good, who said that? Good, say it again, he said what? And when you get your heart broken and you in school, how does that affect you? I'm just gonna be real with y'all, I was an academic advisor for seven years. The smartest girls that were here, they, they was like, you could write down like the top four things that distracted the, the top girls academically. And the number one answer was getting in a relationship with a dude and breaking up with the dude and losing it. That was the number one. Every girl that would come through my, every girl that would come through my office, I'm like, what's going on academic? Like, you smart. She got, she broke up with some dude and she, now my man could just keep going like nothing happened. My man in class the next day, like they wasn't even dating. That's just like a male thing. I don't, that's just maybe how we were born or something. I don't know, it's our nature. But my man in class taking the test the next day, busting out the 72%. Like that's, he murdered, he got the 72 boy. I'm just being real, I was here for seven years. That was the number one. Marshawn, you know I'm telling the truth. You know I'm telling the truth. That was one of my freshmen back in the day. Angry man when we used to do skits. Marshawn would tell you, Marshawn was one of the smart, and I say that he was one of the most, he was the smartest urban dude on our squad and could help kids who couldn't do math go to the next level. He'll tell you, the smartest girls, when they broke up, it was like they'd be in a room for a couple weeks and we had to go get them out and like, come on, let's get, let's get this thing together. So that's one of the things he said, so be careful. Like he not talking to hear himself talk. He didn't have to tell you as a lawyer that he got his heart broken. He didn't have to say that. He could have just played the, I've always done well, everything was great. He, he exposed himself for you. And when somebody exposes themselves and they tell you something, they're not just telling you to tell you. They're telling you so you don't do what? So you don't make the same mistake. Are you hearing me? Good, I love it. Young lady, you had your hand. What are you taking away from tonight? Good, I love it. He said, don't get your mama's degree. And that's a, hey, guys, it's a crazy dichotomy, for real. When you say you want to take this major, and your mama tell you she wants you to take this major, and she paying for it. That's tough. That's a, that's a crazy conversation. I've never got, went into a dealership with cash, and my man told me which car to take. <laughs> like, I'm not, this is the one I want. No, sir, we're going to take the blue one. I'm like, no, I don't want, I want the black one. 
and the black one's not available, I'm walking out. So that's tough for you to tell your mom. Some of you then, you might have to pay for your own school so you can get your own degree. I'm just being real. You may have to make a sacrifice and just pay for this thing work so you can do what you want to do. Because some parents aren't with that. Some parents are like, if I'm paying for it, this is what you're going to school for. Good, good. I have, did, I have, did I see your hand as well? No? Oh, right here. This young man, had, yep, you had your hand up. Yep. Let me say this to you. Let's be real, y'all. Hardest thing for you to do in your age is prioritize. This is one of the things that I do for my son that I want to share with you guys. I try to often say to him, you are 20 years old, but you will only be 20 years old for nine years, and then you'll be 30. So what you have to do is that while you're 20, you have to simultaneously think about what? 30, because 30's coming. And can I be real with you guys? Oh, man. Most people who jerk up in life, it happens in their 20s. By the time you get in your 30s, you pretty much, you smart. You know what's like, you, your hand been burnt enough, you've gone through enough heartbreaks, you've gone through enough disappointments. Like for real, it's some stuff that I would like, when I was in my 20s, I would kind of be like, I don't want to do it, but if y'all want to do it, I want to do it. I got a wife with a chronic illness and two kids. If I don't want to do it, I ain't doing it. When I was in my 20s, I'd find myself doing stuff like I'm around dudes who smoking and drinking. I've never smoked and drank a day in my life, but I'm in there with them while they drinking and smoking because I don't want to say, I don't want to be with y'all while y'all drinking and smoking. I wasn't strong enough to say it. So I find myself doing stuff sometimes that I really didn't want to do, but I was with cats that I wanted to be their friend and I wanted them to be my friend. And so I compromised. Look, I'm 45. I don't need no friends. I don't, I don't need no new friends. I'm good. I don't know what Drake meant by it, but I understand in my own personal life exactly. I don't, need no, I don't need no new friends. I don't need nobody to like me at this point in my life. What I need to do now is grind and take care of my family. That's it. And so if you are going to be a distraction to me, I don't want you in my life. But if you're 20, you're still trying to get friends. Like, that's big for you in your 20s. I'm in a group. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got to, like, you in a group and y'all got, let me see your hand. You in a group and y'all, boom, blah, blah, blah. That's huge in your 20s. Like, for real, a handshake is huge in your 20s. Like, when you get my age, 45, ain't nobody doing handshake. We're looking for checks. That's all. I want to do this. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That's the handshake. Let me, boom, all right, let me get that check. I'm not interested no more. And you see now in basketball and football, before they start the game, I'm talking about LeBron and them. And what's so crazy is back in the day when we were young, you had one handshake for everybody. It's so deep now that everybody got their own handshake for everybody. Like LeBron got five handshakes for all the different players. Blah, 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 blah. And then somebody else, blah, and then blah, and ooh. I'm like, that's a lot. But that's important, right? You think LeBron a millionaire, but in your 20s, that's important. What people think about you. Now do me a favor when you get a chance. Uh, I want to say the right one. Eric Erickson's, he has eight, eight dilemmas of life. And I want you to look that up when you get a chance. And he says that in your 20s, if you don't find yourself, it's identity versus role confusion. So he's like a lot of people in that, for real, Michigan State has the, this the most non-thug thugs that, you know what I'm saying, like cats get to college and thugged out. I'm like, you were never a thug when I saw you on the east side. <laughs> you were, you was in the house pretty much. Like, well, as soon as they get here, they like, what, 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 say? 
I'm like, whoa, you sure? He went to a Catholic school, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Persian? I'm like, you walked past Persian. You didn't go to Persian. I rep Persian. I'm like, you trust me. Right? So you get hardcore here because that's supposed to be cute. Like, that's a part of the hip-hop culture. You're supposed to be hardcore. So, so, so I get it in stage, but do me a huge favor. And listen to me. I'm, I told y'all this before. My daughter on her way to college. I'll teach my kids, man, have fun. Because once you finish college, it's over. But don't have a type of fun that's going to follow you and haunt you for the rest of your life. Don't have a type of fun that's going to create an addiction. Don't have that type of fun. Don't have the type of fun where you're going to get something in the paper and people are going to be talking about you for the rest of your life. Like, don't have that kind of fun. Have the type of fun that you can do when your parents never find out, right? Like, it don't spread past, you know what I'm saying, East Lansing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't get outside of East Lansing. Because once it starts getting outside of East Lansing, you're in trouble, all right? So, we have a man that gave us the blueprint, right? Gave us the blueprint. So we just had three people that said, this is how I'm going to apply it. I love the last one. I got to get my priorities in order. And let's just be real. For most of you, that is going to be difficult. To go to school, put school first, and play second, that's going to be hard. Especially for my freshmen and my sophomores. Now, by your junior year or your fourth year here, okay, I had to be careful. I was about to say your senior year, but it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes... You're a four-year junior, right? right? So normally by four-year junior, you start waking up. But what's the problem with the four-year junior waking up? Yeah, and that's a lot of what? It's a lot of money that your parents don't have. So for every year you stay here, how much does Michigan State cost now a, a year? 28000 So that's a, every extra year, and now it's not four. The graduation rate, is it about, do we say six now? Six, so that's 28 and 28. That's 56,000 extra that your mama got to come up with. And you know how long it's going to take your mama to work that 56,000 off? It's going to take her a long time to work that off. So get our priorities. All right, where are my sophomores real quick? My sophomores, are you in the building? Good. So sophomores, need two sophomores. This is how I'm going to specifically apply the information that I heard today that I'm so grateful for getting for free, by the way. By the, can we get Mike another? Hey, that was free information. I, that was free. <laughs> I, did I mention that? That was absolutely free. You didn't have to pay for that. Good. So, because you charge when you normally, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You know he said too. Oh yeah, right? He charges. So good. I know when he put that suit on, somebody getting it. Somebody getting the bill. When them shoes come on, somebody getting the bill. He's not looking like that just to be in GQ. Somebody gonna have to pay. So good. Two sophomores volunteer. Yes, sir. You're around greatness, get it, right? You're around greatness, get it. I love, listen to me. I, 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 I love Draymond. Let me tell you why I love Draymond, because they got a chance. Anybody know what they have a chance to do tomorrow? Break a record, right? Right? And what's so crazy is, you would think if you was that close to winning it all, that everybody on the squad would be like, let's go. We about to beat Michael Jordan record. Create history. But when they did the homework, they found out there was one group that wanted to do it and one group that didn't want to do it. What was the group that didn't want to do it? The older players. They like, I ain't really trying to, I'm trying to get a break. <laughs> I'm trying, Tim Duncan taking a break, Ginobili's sitting out, I'm trying to take a break. In my mind, I'm thinking, maybe I didn't know, maybe like we didn't have Sports Center back then, I don't know. But I don't remember Michael Jordan and them taking a break the last 12 games of the season 
uh, Elijah Wan sitting out. Like, I just don't remember that. Charles Barkley, like, I'm going to need a break. They played through the season. Older cats was like, we don't care about the championship. Draymond let it be known, I care. I care and I want to win it. And Michael Jordan told him at the All-Star break, if y'all do it, it's going to be on you. Why? Because he wanted it. Right? And you better hang with people who want it. Because when you're hanging with people that don't want look, I dropped out of school because I started hanging with high school dropouts. And they made me feel stupid that I was going to class every day. That's why I dropped out. I was hanging with high school dropouts. Now I hang with people like Grant Cardone, so it's, it's on and popping. It's a whole nother experience. It's a whole different world. And I love all my people. Like, Mike, you say you got a circle of influence. I'm not going to say that those people are in my, like, top group, but they in a group. <laughs> and they make it real good for the other groups. Are you hearing me? So don't you ever feel embarrassed. You get around greatness. Draymond said, I ain't about to sit here and let the older cats make me feel bad about wanting to win it all. I want to win it all. I want, I, I want to win 73 games, be better than, and then guess what I want to do? I want to win a championship. Now, I respect the man who make 80-something million dollars who still want to play the game. I respect the man because normally when you get that big check, what happens? You chill out. You got to go. Draymond said, bump that money. I'm about to earn my check. I want to I be better than Michael Jordan, and I want to win a championship. So you're right. You hang around greatness. Get, stop hanging around weak people, weak-minded people. Stop hanging around people who let you be average, and it's okay to be average. Get around people who stretch you. My man, got a, he, he got a, a private jet. I want a private jet. So the only way I'm ever get a private jet is to hang with people who have a private jet. Because when I'm hanging with him, he can teach me what? So the second question I asked was, how do I get a private jet? He was like, you don't even want one right now. You don't even worry about that. The maintenance is too much. I'm doing this for this reason. You don't want to do it as a speaker. I'm like, I got you. Greatness. Because the rapper is saying the PG, so I'm thinking private jet. I'm thinking I got to get the I got to get the PJ. Like, oh, he said, okay. So I'm like, I got to get it. I'm like, he like million, million, millionaire said, don't worry about that foolishness. I was like, I got you. So I'm not going to worry about that no more. I'm just going to fly first class until 25 years from now, I can get my own jet, right? I need one more, sophomore, one more. Yes, sir. Love it. Good. I had one over here. Yeah. Um, so what are the guys on here? Because a lot of people you brought up, you know, I'll get the ball, you know, I'll get that much. I'm not going to get that. And you said, so you said you got to have like a work ethic or you can always prepare for it. Do something else. Do something greater. Because no matter if somebody tells you no, but being able to just make sure that no, like constructive criticism, find a way to make that, um, something that you can use to make yourself better. Name some people he said who failed. Uh, Oprah. Oprah. King. King. MJ. Who do you say? LeBron. <laughs> LeBron still, just a little bit still. We won't give him some time before we say two for six. <laughs> we need one or two more championships before we can say he's a bona fide winner right now, right? Uh, but I think the point is those people fail and they fail miserably, but they got back up every time. And they are super duper successful. And I know Oprah got a jet. And I know Michael J uh, Jordan got a jet. And I, I, I know Stephen King has his own jet, right? Those guys, 
They failed, but they got back up. So what it's telling us is you don't have to always have it going on to be great. And for those of you who have not failed, you don't have to feel bad about not failing. For those of you who have always done well academically, take pride in that. You don't have to feel bad because you didn't get on academic probation and you found your way out and you became successful. If you just on top, you just be all be excited about the fact that you're on top. Don't might make you feel bad because you're on top, right? You should, you should take pride in that. All right, I need a junior before we get out of here. Two juniors, what did you get? My senior should already be ready to rock and roll. Two juniors, no juniors in the building? One junior, no other juniors? All right, three, all right, so we'll start here. What did you take away from it? Good, always think the next level, right? We're not playing checkers, we're playing chess. We're not playing checkers no more, we're not kids. We're playing chess. And I don't, I'm not a chess player, but I know like an average chess player, they say it's maybe three, four moves ahead, but they say a master chess player is how many moves ahead. Anybody know that? You said 10 or 15? 10 or 15 moves ahead, right? So that's important, good. Where was my other junior? Right, okay, here, yep, I'm sorry, yep. Yeah, tears, good. If you can, real quick, Mike, if you could speak to us about those tears, why, because you put them in tears, why is it important to have them in tears? So there was one thing he said that I thought was so profound. You will not be successful without accountability. You will not be successful. All the people he named that were close to him, he kept them close to them, not because they said what he wanted to hear, but he kept them close because of his imperfections and they could, they could identify those imperfections because it's not the strengths that's gonna bring him down. It's not the strengths, he's already where he wants to be. It's not the strength, it is the imperfections that will stop him from getting to the next level. So he's intentional about hanging with people. That was great. And then our last junior. Hmm. Don't get discouraged when people tell you no or turn you down. Do we have the um, raffle? Marshawn, what you got for us, man? You come on up and give me something real quick. This is one of my first, first students. If you go back to when we called it 1825, he used to do skits and he was angry, man. One of the smartest dudes that I know from Detroit. So y'all put your hands together for Marshawn for me. Give me something, man. Tell him something.
See more 
nation Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my life salvation Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you <laughs> I will I will trust in you. Y'all help me. The Lord is my life. Everybody sing. The Lord is my life and salvation. Whom shall I fear? You say it. Whom shall I be afraid? No, no. The Lord is my life and salvation. Whom shall I fear? No, no. Whom shall I be I will. I will wait on you. Raise your voice. Hey. I will wait on you. Yeah. Say it again. Say. I will trust in you. Yeah. Sing. I will trust in you. The next part goes like this. Listen, I want you to go home singing this. I will remain confident in I will see the goodness of the Lord. Come on, you stand. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. The Lord is my light and salvation. Who shall be? Who shall be?
He's worthy of the praise. I don't care what you've been through. Just know that praise is bringing you out right now. Nobody can get praise for God tonight. Come on, clap them hands. Take me to 
I know 
Break every chain, break every 
every time I turn around is but God, but God, but God, but God. They said I wouldn't, but God. They said I couldn't, but God. They said I should have been dead, but God. They said I should have been sick, but God. They said I never should have made it, but God.